0: Hi, my name is Dr. Thomas McGinn, the Executive Vice President for the Physician Enterprise here at Common Spirit Health. Today is July 18th and welcome to the 5-Minute Check-In. As always, we're going to discuss what's going on across the United States with Omicron and here at Common Spirit Health. We're also gonna take a close look at a new publication that just came out on the sensitivity and specificity of home testing. And we have two guests joining us to discuss that article. So why don't we get started and take a look at the numbers across the United States. So cases and hospitalizations are both up and they continue to increase. What's most concerning is the bump in hospitalizations. They're up 3% this week and up to 5,000 cases. That's a 17% increase since the start of July. Common Spirit now is above 1,000 inpatient cases, which is a high for the past three months. The average number of people in hospitals with COVID is at the highest it's been since early days of the first Omicron surge in March, largely driven by the BA-5. On the good news side, the mortality rates are down by 20%. So we're seeing this sort of uncoupling of cases. We see a little bit of an increase in hospitalizations, but mortality rates are dropping. So that's good, and we hope those mortality rates continue to drop. So another way to look at the spread of COVID is through an analysis of wastewater. And as you can see in this graph, most of the countries reporting moderate to high COVID levels in their wastewater, with 38% seeing the highest levels since December 2021. In other news, Novavax was authorized as the nation's fourth COVID vaccine, a two-shot regimen that uses the same technology that we use in the influenza and shingle vaccines. It's far less expensive, and it also can be more broadly distributed across the world. So that's good news that we have another alternative for vaccinations. Also, both Novavax and Moderna are working on an Omicron-specific booster for the fall. So once again, we're going to take a look at a publication, this time, another meta-analysis looking at the sensitivity and specificity of home testing for COVID. As I've mentioned in the past, there's a lot of meta-analysis getting published because during COVID, there was dozens and dozens and dozens of studies performed, many of them of low quality and small. So a meta-analysis takes the high quality pieces, summarizes those studies and gives us a nice summary of those results. This time, looking at the accuracy of home testing. So once again, we have two amazing guests joining us. We have Dr. Ranuga Vivankaranan, who's the Chief of Infectious Diseases at Creighton University and an Associate Professor, and Dr. Ankara Sagar, who is the Vice President for Clinical Standards for Common Spirit Health. Thanks for joining me once again. Really, really love talking to both of you, our experts in this space. Why don't we start it right off and Ankara, summarize this study for us. What exactly did they do and what was the baseline result?
1: Sure. So they were looking at the accuracy of commercially available antigen rapid testing. So this is the things that we do in the stores and so on and so forth. Looking at 195 studies and over 221,000 tests they analyzed, Hmm. what they found was the sensitivity of the rapid antigen testing was close to 72% and specificity was just over 98.9%, which is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, these numbers are higher than I expected, yes. actually, and that's good news. And it's like that's why I my analysis is good. You get power from putting these together. to the one thing that really irritates me that I have a hard time understanding is cycle time, and they mentioned it in this article. Can you try to simplify that for us?
2: Yeah, for sure. So cycle time, there. it's really nice in this test study, they're comparing PCR to the rapid antigen. And cycle threshold is how many times do you have to run the cycle to detect the RNA of the virus. And usually when you do a PCR testing for COVID-19, it, they do 40 cycles. Mm-hmm. So the lower the cycle, higher the viral load on a PCR testing. And in this case, if the cycle was lower on a PCR, it's also easier to detect on the rapid antigen. So right, basically right. what they're showing is higher viral load on PCR, also higher
0: detection on the antigen testing. Now it makes sense to me and makes some common sense to me. So there were some things that impacted accuracy, and maybe Ankara, you can talk about the Mm -hmm. symptomatic versus asymptomatic of these types of, you know, studies when they were performed.
1: Yeah, so they took a look at um, whether somebody was symptomatic at the time of testing or asymptomatic, and, you know, based on everything that was explained so far, those who were symptomatic, their sensitivity of the test came back at 76%, much higher than those who were asymptomatic, which is close to 56%.
0: So I think the lesson here is that if you have a negative test and you're asymptomatic, you can trust it less. And that makes some common sense to us. So, so let me give you a quick case. I have a little bit of like, you know, I think a little rhinitis, I think it's probably my allergies. I test myself because I'm going to a party. I'm negative. I call it my doctor and say, what do you think I should do? What are some of the things we should think about in that situation? Renuga helped me as a doctor talking to a patient, like, okay, these are the things you need to think about. What, what are some of those things?
2: Some of the things that you should think about is um, the transmission in your community. Is it high level, medium, low level? I think that's going to be really important. If your community right. has high le- level of transmission, most likely if you have a negative test, that'll be a false negative
0: test. All right, so levels of community. What else should we think about, Ankara?
1: So are you going to be indoors? Or are you going to be outdoors? And if you're outdoors, how much space is between you and others around you? So crowding
2: around you?
0: Anything else, Renuga, before we, should, before, we get, before we finish up here?
2: I think also remembering who you're going to be around. If you're immunocompromised patients, you know, are they vaccinated, not vaccinated? So making sure you're protecting people around you.
0: Okay, so let me summarize. So it's the level on the community, symptomatic or asymptomatic, indoor, outdoor, how crowded are you going to be? And, and what are the folks you're, you're visiting? What is the risk to others? So that's important to think about. Well, I know there's a lot more we could talk about with testing, but I think this was a good start. I thank you both once again for joining us and everything you do for Common Spirit Health. Thank you. And now for a few kudos. Congratulations goes out to CHI Memorial Chattanooga and CHI St. Vincent Little Rock for being recognized among the top five small health systems in the nation by IBM Watson Health in partnership with Fortune. Systems were ranked based on their clinical and operational excellence. So congratulations to both those hospitals. In addition, Dignity Health St. Joseph's Hospital in Phoenix was recognized as one of the top teaching hospitals in 2022 by Fortune Magazine. This is a tremendous honor and highlights our teaching mission, educating the future healthcare leaders of this country. So congratulations and tremendous work. I'll see everybody in two weeks at the next five-minute check-in.